Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bare Necessities podcast. I actually have someone to talk to today. It's going to be magnificent. Um, I got Austin's friend Zach on this pod, and I tell you what, even though we just started talking on the Zoom, like, I don't know, 30 minutes ago, I feel like this is going to go go pretty damn well, so I'm pretty excited for it. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. Just kind of starting off here, um, it's been a pretty pretty good week. It's been interesting to balance work and, and, you know, keeping up with training camp and everything, but... I tell you what, some of the some of the news that I've seen coming out, one of the things that's bothered me the most recently is just the fan attendance issue for for training camp. I know Austin and I used to frequent going down to Bourbon A back when it was way easier to go to training camp and now that they moved it to Lake Forest, they have uh this odd ticketing system and I know that it's resulted in a couple practices even being like closed practices just in the media. And I don't know how you feel about that, Zach. I know that you're out in California, just like Austin and it's, it's kind of local news, but it seems odd that they're kind of squaring off and, and blocking out fans, maybe not intentionally, but just through a bad process. It just seems like this is one of those years where fan interest is sort of through the roof. I mean, the last four years we've had of Trubisky, we know what we were getting. And this year, there's excitement that I don't think has really been uh, in Soldier Field for for at least three years, right? Uh, oh, at Tr- least. Trubisky's, at least. Yeah, Trubisky's rookie year definitely came with a lot of thrills, and and his sophomore you know year was supposed to be that two o two offense, but uh, we never <laughs> really saw that breakthrough. So we watched three years of just downhill, and now we have yeah. we got a new quarterback room. It's completely overhauled, except for. Nick Foles, but uh, you know, <laughs> hey, he's great backup, good th- third stringer. You can't complain about a Super Bowl winning third stringer, but it, it's too bad because you know the, the the fans are looking for for any bit of hope they can get, and training camps are our first look, and for them to not sort of prioritize that and and look for financial incentives is disappointing. Yeah, well, and this is why like training camps where you get all the great buzz. I mean, come on, like everyone's expectations are usually way too high. I mean, I'm not I, I know the excitement for Fields and he's delivered so far and, and that's great. But like you said, if there was any if there's ever any training camp to cash in, it's this one. You know, like you have everything that you want to see. You got the new quarterback, the expectations for him are through the roof, and he's been delivering so far and, and coming off of the letdown that was the whole Trubisky era. And then now we have, I don't know, like Friday practices where it's like media only because no one ended up like showing up or enough people didn't show up. Like it's just so, so odd that that could happen. And it's odd that it would happen, you know, based off the atmosphere is just be, you know, every practice there was fans going crazy and Fields has been reportedly making some very special throws, you know, at least one every practice and not that many people there to cheer him on. It's a little bit odd. <laughs> it's, it's a little frustrating. I think uh, the the owners aren't really prioritizing fans. The fact that this you know comes amidst rumors that the the whole team is going to leave Chicago and go to Lake Forest in general. I, I you know I'm not sure that they're uh, prioritizing fan happiness, but who knows? We'll see how it goes. It, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I never really quite connected those dots, but the Arlington Heights move and that it, it's been you know for those you know, in city bears fans or, you know, people that maybe it's a little bit of stretch for whatever to get down to those games. It's been interesting. Well, at least to track all of that, but turning the page a little bit, um, the other quarterback, the second overall pick Zach Wilson kind of contrasting to what Justin Fields is doing so far. It's struggling in camp pretty heavily. I know that really even the jets coaching staff kind of said not to expect too much is going to get a little bit worse before it gets better, which is really kind of odd way to set the tone with a, <laughs> a younger quarterback that's coming in for his rookie year. But I don't know. Have have at it as you will. Uh, no, I, I've I've said this sort of since day one, since we drafted Fields, that uh, I think two other teams screwed up on not picking him, uh, and that really uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields should be the top two quarterbacks to look at and. And Zach Wilson's rise was meteoric. You know, he he shot to the top of the the draft board. But I, honestly, it's a lot of it's a lot of upside with not a lot of you know guaranteed talent there. And right. uh, I think that New York is sort of getting uh, what they what they paid for. You know. Yeah, and it's just odd that they go from the whole like Darnold situation where 
I mean, I always felt that Darnold was going to pan out and be something, and I'm kind of laughing because I feel like he might end up going down there to Carolina and having a somewhat decent year, and then you just look back up at the Jets, and it's just like they're flailing again. That's that's New yeah. York. That's that's just how they've been. The Giants <laughs> and and the Jets have just been the laughing stock in the NFL for a decade or so. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, they they Sam Darnold. 2.0, as as Austin put it, uh, we're we're dealing with another you know quarterback situation where Sam, Sam was never put into a position. I I thought I read a statistic where Sam had been sacked in like the top three of, of all quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, I definitely believe it. Yeah, if you, I mean, you're a rookie quarterback, he never had any help there. He never had any no. help, and I, I mean, maybe a couple years he had receiving cores that are somewhat competent, but it's like, what does he really have to work with there? I think the past coaching staff kind of screwed him over a little bit. Um, but, you know, like you said, Fields, you know, it should have been definitely, you know, Trevor Lawrence and then Fields. And I feel like each of those quarterbacks, they at least have a little bit of like a floor that you can at right. least predict. You know, right. we at least can go, okay, if Fields maybe doesn't quite pan out to expectations completely, he can at least be this, which I think would just be a, a pretty good starter in the NFL. You know, if everything. You know, he's got potential to be way more this franchise quarterback, this mainstay quarterback for the Chicago Bears. But at the very least, he's probably just going to be, you know, a good starter for the team. Zach Wilson, we had no, you know, idea where that was going to be. I mean, the the floor is is a lot lower and the ceiling's potentially higher, but. Complete boomer bust pick. Correct. A a complete boomer bust pick. I mean, either it goes completely right for him or completely wrong. You know, just interesting that they just put themselves back into that situation. Yet again. <laughs> you, Yet again. You brought up Foles earlier, and I mentioned this a little bit on the last solo podcast I did. Nick Foles wanted to go to Indy, begged, pleaded almost in a press conference in training camp, talked about the Bears for a couple seconds, then migrated over and you know just started gassing up that Indianapolis Colts team. Indy decided, eh, nah, Nick Foles will pass up on him. Um, you know, we were talking before this and you said Super Bowl MVP, you know, probably one of the better backups you could have in the league. So are you a little bit puzzled as to why Indy decided not to pull the trigger? No, in terms of, (laughs) no, I'm not. I mean, the thing is, look, like Nick Foles is, as I've mentioned to you privately, probably going to be considered one of the best backups of all time. Um, I don't know how much that really says, you know, but, uh, uh, he won a Super Bowl. He, he didn't just... He didn't just win the Super Bowl. He won the entire postseason. He ripped through everything. He beat Tom Brady's historic Super Bowl performance. Um, he caught, you know, the the big Philly Philly, you know, special. Right. Uh, exactly. He's, he's going to be a local hero for, for decades to come. But the problem is right afterwards, Jacksonville worked out a deal with him where now he's getting 20-odd million a year, um, if not more. I, I don't remember the exact number. But now, now he's being paid like a full-on starting quarterback, and he's not. He's not. He got. He was put into just the right system uh, in Philadelphia. He he had an amazingly talented team around him. Great receivers. One of the best O lines. Uh, yeah, his contract twenty million total over three years. He's he's getting paid big bucks. Um, and and nobody wants to touch that contract. N- not only you know is he really a backup, but he's also older. He's three years older oh, than yeah. he was when he when he won the Super Bowl. So. He's aging. He's had a series of injuries throughout his career, and he's uh, he just came off an injured season last year where he got his back smashed by some defensive linemen. Uh, I don't think teams really want to touch him. Truthfully, I think the Bears could have been a little bit more aggressive in trying to trade him by maybe attaching more draft capital. But who really knows behind closed doors what they were what they were offering yeah. Indy? Right? You know, you think you'd give him away for nothing, but maybe give him away for nothing and a and a draft pick. You know try and get nothing I mean, there you you brought up like the the big main issue which is the contract size yeah i mean that that's the elephant in the room that's the reason why he hasn't been moved you know you stick him on trubisky's what one year one million dollar contract <laughs> right. you know there's a bunch of other teams out there that would pick that up sure. for nick Foles to have a veteran backup of his caliber to bring him in but you stick him on that 20 million a year and then all of a sudden basically what you said and, and adding a little extra draft capital I'd almost encourage that to get that done. In my opinion, you know, if you're adding a later round pick to wipe that much cap off, well, here's fine in my opinion. Here's where it gets tricky: but, is that the the Bears 
quarterback room is while training camp has sure showed us that we actually have, you know, the potential to be a great quarterback room, Andy Dalton is no surefire bet, right? And oh, yeah, yeah. and we don't want Justin Fields coming in, in week two and also getting his shit rocked behind our absolutely decimated O line, <laughs> which we'll I'm sure get into in a bit. Oh. But uh, so Nick Foles is sort of that insurance policy right now, and I think that the Bears looked at that and said we could take it or leave it, uh, and we're not going to just give them away. You know, we're not going to pay to give them away, right? We'll give them away for nothing. If anybody wants him, he's here. Uh, well, we want to get rid of him off, you know, off our salary. But at the same time, trading away future assets is a debatable move. I, I kind of agree with you. I think might have been worth it. I, I wouldn't have been mad if we attached a fifth or a sixth. You know, right. it is what it is. But then again, you look at kind of the history of Ryan Pace's draft, and we got Eddie Jackson in the fourth. Uh, we got Montgomery in the fourth, I believe. Um, second. I was believe. he a second? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think he was a little bit higher up, um, like a oh, lower he's, second he's round third. pick. I, I think he's third. Third round? Yeah. Meet you in the middle. Meet you. Yeah, there we go, 55th. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but so Ryan Pace has a good history of drafting late. Um, yeah. Uh, you mentioned before no. Trubisky was our highest picked quarterback ever, and that didn't fucking work out for us, so. That that's always been the odd dilemma with Ryan Pace is that seemingly the the higher up picks didn't quite pan out and that he would really cash in on the lower picks, you know. And, and with that being said, too, I mean, I think with the the full situation too, you also have to say is the cap worth it, and ultimately is a roster spot worth it because that's a big thing here with training camp is you know we eventually slowly whittle our way down to that fifty three man roster. Do you keep Foles on? and have three quarterbacks and then you know you're not able to maybe keep that extra receiver that you wanted you know not able to keep that extra cornerback you know some of these positions where those really stack up another defensive tackle something like that you know it's just interesting that's what the bears are gonna have to figure out over this this training camp ultimately in particular our wide receiver situation is uh is kind of a an interesting battle to be watching right now right where, where we got Javon Wims or Riley Ridley battling for that last wide receiver spot. Yep. And truth be told, I think a lot of Bears fans wouldn't mind keeping them both. Uh, and so that that spot's starting to become a little bit more coveted. And with Nick Foles taking up a, a roster spot, that that is a good point to bring up. However, I you know of all the positions in in the NFL to have a little bit of an abundance in, I think quarterback is one that most teams will take. Yeah, it's int- we're slowly kind of shifting from that a little bit because I feel like the majority of teams now take two on the, the depth chart, but we still uh, still certainly see teams that opt for the three quarterbacks. And, you know, like you said, it, today's NFL has gotten – it's really interesting at the quarterback because I think Andy Dalton, you know, which luckily we got him on the team, is like the perfect bar for like an average quarterback, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if they're better than Andy Dalton – they're probably an above average quarterback and if they're worse you know kind of speaks for itself but yeah ultimately kind of along the lines of Foles you know doesn't seem likely we'll probably be able to get anything out of them via trade we'll just kind of see how it all how it all shakes out um you know talking about depth and all that one area where it is kind of lacking is offensive line oh man we've really seen quite the the lineup, uh, I know that Elijah Wilkinson was the, the starting left tackle, and uh, I forgot who was even suited up for right tackle at this last particular practice, but we're really moving things around, um, not having Jermaine Effetti in there, and then of course, you know, the most recent, recent second round pick, uh, the Fields and the Tevin Jenkins pick really had people going, but now this back injury has kept him out of every practice so far in training camp. And kind of new recent news that we heard is that, you know, we they knew about this injury before they picked him. So maybe they kind of anticipated this. I know maybe this is why he slid in the draft. I still feel like even with the back issues they had, it was still worth it to take him there. But overall, Zach, how concerned are you that we haven't seen Tevin Jenkins suit up yet? And then, you know, kind of building off of that, how concerned are you for this offensive line? Because... I know this most recent practice with the Dolphins was called Sack City, kind of on both sides. You know, both offensive lines not getting it done at all. I gotta say this this is a real uh, a real concern. This is if I had to pick any one issue that the Bears are looking at, that's that's 
becoming seriously problematic as their O-line. Uh, I mean, we got guys we've barely ever heard of, you know, starting, and, and there's nobody oh, behind yeah. them. If they get hurt, we're going to have the kicker getting in there pretty soon to, to block. Um, <laughs> I like Alex Bars. I thought uh, I thought that he was serviceable, you know, the last year. Um, Sam Mustafer uh, is clearly our starting center i'm glad that he's out there and he's healthy and cody wayher we just got back but i mean we're we're looking at a situation where we're going to go into the season with zero reps on most of our starters and there's going to be no chemistry built and the o-line is one of the few places where chemistry is really really important right like defensively cornerbacks are totally isolated guys right they just work alone they don't need any sort of chemistry with anybody it's just them and and who their opponent is o-line works together um, yep. it's like quarterback and receivers and O-line just all need to be synchronous. And, uh, if we're not going to be developing any chemistry with our, basically our first round pick or who should have been a first round pick, um, and, and our, and our left tackle, we're, we're it's not good, man. And honestly, Andy Dalton's going to be in the hospital, uh, <laughs> cause it's, he's going to get massacred. We didn't have a, yeah. we didn't have a good O-line last year or the year before. I mean, no. <laughs> credit to Trubisky. Trubisky was running for his life. And the thing is that yeah. Trubisky could run for his life. <laughs> Andy Dalton's going to get murdered, man. He's going to get absolutely pancaked. Like, game four, he could be taken out on a stretcher if he makes it. Yeah, that, that's going to be all, It's gonna be very similar to Foles. And, and just to put into context, you mentioned with chemistry, two out of the five anticipated starters taking reps in, in, in today's practice. Right. And that would be uh, Mustafer and White here. Yep. And then at left tackle, we had Elijah Wilkinson. We had Alex Bars filling in at right guard, where we'd expect to see James Daniels. Mm-hmm. And then at right tackle, we expect to see Jermaine Effetti. We had Lachavius Simmons. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's scary. It, 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 it's very scary, and and the fact that. I mean, put this through your head. I, I think the scariest part, and maybe they won't put Fields on the on. You know the field. You know game one of the regular season. If the offensive line is still in this bad of shape, but imagine walking Fields out. You know he's starting the first his first game, and, and you, he has to go behind this offensive line. Like yeah, he's mobile, but you really want to put you know all the risk on it like right there. I mean we're talking serious injury. You saw how quick Burrow went down last year. Oh, it's playing with fire. That was That's horrible. What it is. Burrow Burrow going down was just a tragedy to see because he's just. I mean it's just. You hate to see any super talented, especially quarterback, go down like that where you know that there's no real good reason for it, right? It's just we don't have the protection for you, but we want you to develop. We want you to get the reps, so go out there. And the thing is that, you know, you tear an ACL. Look at uh, 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 who was the Eagles quarterback, the the MVP-looking guy that just got traded. Oh, Carson Carson Wentz. Wentz. Sorry, having yeah. a break. Carson Wentz. I mean – he he went from an MVP candidate to basically teams are you know oh he's he's out for the whole season again isn't he he got a foot surgery or something he's had yeah. bone out indefinitely at least right now I know that I mean it's just a couple injuries and and you can go from an MVP to basically sitting on the bench being a bench warmer or, or you know on the operating table every other year <laughs> so so you know we take something someone like Justin Fields and we go well Andy Dalton just got his shit rocked why don't you go out there and try and you know run around for a bit. It's not. It's not going to do him any good. It doesn't matter. The reps are not worth his entire career. So, truth be told, I mean, if our O line stays this messed up, and Andy Dalton goes down, I want them to send Nick Foles out there because I want to protect our future. And uh, and I, you know, it depends on kind of where we're at this year. If we're we're a winning team or we're a middle team or we're losing, but overall, I think Fields Fields has got to stay safe. He's the future. Protect him at all costs. And at what point, though, do you like not fall into the the what, which is now the Washington football team, but uh, back when Shanahan was the head coach, they were the Washington Redskins, and they had a, a man named RG3 at quarterback. Oh, yeah. And they put him in a lot of situations that he didn't need to be put in, and they sacrificed short-term success for long-term for long-term gain. I mean, they, they did the same thing. They ruined that man's career. He was someone that depended on his mobility. And next thing you know, he's got an ACL injury. Not the same quarterback ever again. No. You know, exactly as you said, sitting on the bench. And g- so, guys that rely on their speed, I mean, you know, that that's all it can take. Uh, you know, one or two injuries and, and 
they're just not going to be the same person. Uh, I think yeah. I think we even saw a little bit of that, truthfully, with Trubisky. When he hurt his shoulder, I felt like he just became a little bit more scared to run out of the pocket, and that took away a huge element of his game that never really came back. They kind of tried to get him running some out routes, you know, some some play action bootleg, but it, yeah. it just didn't work. He just he looks stiff. He always after his after his first shoulder injury, I felt like Trubisky kind of wasn't the same dude. Yeah, and it was interesting too because that was. Oh, that most recent one he got like what like early in the season against the Vikings last year I think you talking about the one play injury where he came out for a play and busted yeah, his shit exactly yeah man. <laughs> man and that was that was off of his throwing shoulder which I think yeah it totally totally ruined his confidence like you said he was someone that completely depended on being mobile so yeah I, I think safe to say that we're both uh, sufficiently worried about where we're at with this offensive <laughs> line right now completely panicked yeah. And going off of that, you know, the first preseason game's coming up. Joint practices with the Dolphins. Um, they came up to Hallows Hall. So, of course, you, know, you get a little bit of chippiness from having the other team. Luckily, no fights broke out. I know Brian Flores seemed pretty adamant about, you know, there not being any kind of fights and almost got to one. Um, I know Hearns kind of disagreed with a certain kind of hit that he took at one point in practice. But the first preseason game coming up, I know kind of the way that it seems to be, and I think that the game, the actual preseason game will ultimately follow this trend, is that it's going to be pretty defensive heavy, especially with where the Bears' offensive line is at. I think they're going to struggle, um, honestly, on passing situations, and I really just hope we can run the ball, but I feel like that's not even guaranteed. It was not over the past two years the Bears have struggled running the ball with that offensive line. Um, so I guess you know, hopefully the defense really takes the lead. What are you kind of anticipating seeing in the first preseason game? Um, Any kind of reads from practice that's making you excited, making you overly worried? And just how much stock are you putting into the game? You know, how much do we actually care about how they look? Are we caring mostly about how Fields looks? Are we hoping that even the depth guys look good? You know, I know sometimes the preseason wins can be nice, but, you know, it really doesn't mean anything. I got a hot take here. The Chicago Bears this year are going to be a defensive-centric team. Whoa. No, you, Whoa. you don't say. No, <laughs> Chicago, wow. No, I mean, look, that's who we are. That's the Bears for yep. since 19-whatever-the-hell, since we were invented. We're, we're a defensive team, and, and we're trying to turn, change that narrative with Fields, and, and please, for the love of God, can we re-sign Allen Robinson? But, you know, and, and uh, Darnell Mooney. Come tag. But, but we, we – there's there's no surprises here. We're we're gonna try and survive on our defense, and we're gonna try and get the offense out there as much as we can. But um, I'm I'm not putting much much weight to any sort of offensive deficiencies right now, truthfully, just because of how massacred we've been on the offensive line. Uh, it's hard to get a real gauge of any sort of efficiency or or chemistry. Uh, and and again, we know that Andy Dalton's just a placeholder here. So so as good as he does, or as bad as he does, and as good as Fields does. It doesn't matter because we're just kind of waiting for that transition. Um, and uh, I, I'm not putting much weight into any, sort of anyone's particular performance on, on offense right now. It's good to see our receivers out there uh, doing their thing, but it's it's really hard to say until we get everybody healthy. Uh, defensively, we look as good as we ever have been. I'm so glad to see Khalil Mack healthy. I mean – I don't think that the rest of the league realized that that dude was messed up last year. His back, right. I, I, I've had some back injuries in my life, and I can say that they mess up everything. You can't do a single damn thing. You can't even tie your shoes properly when your back's hurt. And he had a <laughs> back injury it. all year. I mean, he was on the injury report like 15 out of week, 16 every weeks. Every week. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe it was every <laughs> week. Like it was. Uh, so, so we never got to see him at 100%. He got less than 10 sacks the last two years or something. Like Mac has been – before that, it was his knee. Um, we're waiting to get Mac back, and I think this year we finally got him back. And uh, apparently, in practice or in uh, yeah, the padded practice between the Dolphins, he was just an absolute beast. And I'm just so excited to see him, Eddie Jackson, Roquan Smith. I just want to see him do their thing. Uh, yeah, I know the term "unblockable" ooh. is what was used for Khalil Mack. I so. love it. I love it. Yeah. Right, and there's nothing scarier than having that man come unblocked because there's really nothing you can do about it at that point. I think mainly what I'm looking out for, 
in this first preseason game because I think they're going to get shut down kind of on the passing side of the ball, even though I'm really stoked about the receivers. I mean, the receiving core has been making a lot of good noise out of training camp. Um, I, I I think I told Austin this um, and, and maybe even said it in the last podcast was just, I think this is the best, you know, Bears receiving core that we've seen in a long while, like by far the most potential. Um, but I'm really actually really excited for the, the running backs. I want to see Khalil Herbert. Damian Williams. I want to see what they can contribute into the offense. And that's what's great about preseason is you usually get to run through kind of all the running backs and get to see their style, maybe even them put in some situations that aren't quite natural for them. You know, part of the good thing about having three good running backs is you can use them very situationally. But I want to see what Khalil Herbert can bring in. Um, you know, I feel pretty good about Montgomery, but I think that was a big step forward there as well. Um, the Bears are kind of loaded more weapon wise on offense and they've been in a long time so looking to see how that all pans out and of course you know I, I think we're gonna get to see Justin Fields for a good amount of snaps because I will believe or of course you know Dalton's gonna be taking the first snaps so he'll probably be in for the first quarter or so and then hopefully we see Fields for at least the second quarter maybe a little bit into the third um, not quite sure there wouldn't promise that he'll get more than a quarter of play but Hey, if we can get, you know, at least more than a quarter of watching Justin Fields play, that's going to be pretty fun, especially in front of the home fans, too. That'll be exciting. Um, you know he's going to get quite the uh, quite the applause onto the field, and yeah, I'm sure the first great throw he makes, the place is going to go crazy. Absolutely. I, I'm actually just in the running back room. We got so much speed and so much talent now, um, you know, on offense, that's sort of what the Bears have always relied on, too, right? Uh, John Fox era was painfully heavy in the run. But uh, it's something that, honestly, Nagy couldn't really get going until late into last year with uh, Montgomery having, like, a crazy burst for, like, 500 yards over four games or something like that. Um, but Montgomery's looking every bit uh, as much of the player as we had hoped he, he would be. I'm a little bit nervous about uh, Tariq Cohen, you know, being this slow to yeah. come back from his ACL that, tear. It's, it's concerning for sure. I, I thought that we'd be seeing him. Um, I was actually, when I heard that he wasn't out there, I was like, oh, no. I was like, when are we going to see this man again? And it was so, it's just, not that it happened like on purpose or anything, but it was just such odd time. It was like right after he got his extension. Right. Boom, here comes this injury. And, you know, are we going to see the same from him again? Because he's such a twitchy, kind of quick, fast guy. Yeah. You know, that's really what his whole appeal is. I mean, I hate to say it. I, he's he's useful. I think he has his talent, but he's a very niche player. And if he if he loses some of that twitch, some of that speed, some of that bounce, what what's the point on having having him there? He's a bit of a Swiss Army knife, but he for sure re- relies on his speed more than anything. And uh, uh, seeing him in you know punt return, uh, special teams play, he was so special and and. You just hope that he can return to form. And the problem is when you're not able to come back for training camps like this, you know, coming back into the regular season, it's the same thing with our O-line. You got to develop chemistry. You got to have, you know, connection with your quarterback. You don't want to be fumbling balls while you're trying to handle, you know, hand off. Uh, yeah, Tariq, Tariq scares me a bit. Uh, I think he'll he'll come back at some point but this year is this year is filled with just a lot of question marks and it's too bad because a lot of people i i think genuinely think we have this super bowl window that's that's sort of been extended or maybe opened wider by justin fields arrival and i guess we'll get into sort of a season outlook later but i'm not sure that's really the case yeah no i i agree with you i mean we'll there's still so much to play out to see how even that shakes out has such like a it's hard to even predict until you know how that's going to quite go and it's tough to say um but i know one thing you're looking forward to in particular zach was not only this first preseason game but the next one afterwards Mm. bears versus the bills it's gonna be a big one you're liking the fields uh trubisky storyline even though it seems pretty clear you know fields is the guy but, you know, you can't – the Bears and Trubisky, it's forever connected. I mean, just what a beautiful storyline we got. Uh, we're going to we're, – we're, we got a real chance to see our our former starting quarterback and our future starting quarterback go head-to-head for at least a quarter. I hope we get a little bit more than that, but 
I think this game is going to be super, super scrutinized and and heavily picked apart. Every throw is going to be analyzed. Uh, again, I hope the fans can show up and show out because because uh, it, it's going to be excitement like we haven't seen in in a couple years here. Um, <laughs> right right into the right into the backup role so we're gonna get to see him probably play the majority of the game which will be interesting maybe we'll get a couple picks a couple picks <laughs> can, can we put an over under on uh on the interceptions <laughs> how many quarters are we saying he's playing well yeah right if i say if he plays two quarters we set the line at one and a half you know just to, over you, over <laughs> over come on now well, if there they if go. they trust him to throw enough, which maybe they won't, you know, we sure didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be real fun, like you said. It's gonna be broken down like in such an intricate way. Like we're gonna overanalyze the hell out of every it, single sure. bit, it, and it's really it's really not important. No, like we know that Trubisky being gone, him being the backup on the Bills, literally has such little effect on this Bears team. That's really not even worth talking about. No, I look at the but, size of his contract, the length of his contract. It <laughs> speaks volumes. We, Everyone in the league knows who Trubisky is, what he's worth, and what his ceiling is. Uh, whether or not Trubisky realizes it is a different story. But there's there's really nothing to watch there. But I think everybody and their, their dad and their mom is going to be watching it. Yeah. And, and it's it's. Cool that it gets to happen in preseason because otherwise we wouldn't see Trubisky play. <laughs> Unless Josh Allen got hurt, unfortunately, which hopefully doesn't happen. But, you know, you, you can't you can't write some of these things, you know. And I'm sure the media is going to have a field day. They had a field day about the whole um, Trubisky saga here in Chicago anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be fun to watch it play out. And it'll be even better if they're still... If, you know, Dalton's still taking first team reps and they're basically going head to head for those quarters, you know, that would be something a little bit special where it feels like they're really duking it out there in the field. <laughs> you hope so. You hope you get to see at least a bit of it. Uh, and, and it'll just be personally. I mean, man, look, I got the Trubisky jersey. You know, I like the kid. I had real high aspirations for him. I was hoping he was our Lord and Savior. But, uh, you know, I want to see the kid succeed. I don't wish any ill will on him, but uh It'll it'll be fun to just get him back in Chicago and, and sort of see what he's made of in front of our very very dedicated fan base. <laughs> At least till we move yeah, to Lake Forest. Right, right. Oh, yeah, the whole Arlington Heights racetrack takeover. <laughs> Overall preseason, what do you expect? And you have any expectations? And you know, are they going to win out? Are we going to go undefeated in the preseason? Do we even care? <laughs> uh maybe and no because that's not what the preseason's about right it's it's right. about trying to figure out is everybody healthy how are you looking you know is there chemistry here uh there's a couple roster spots that are definitely battles that we want to watch i think wide receiver is a storyline or a room that that has been every day as interesting to watch as any um, but a lot of a lot of our roster is a lock. We kind of know what the team's going to look like. Uh, everyone went into it wondering if Fields was going to magically kick the shit out of uh, uh, Andy Dalton, and that hasn't been the case. So there's been stability, and honestly, thank God. I mean, it would have been a little yeah. bit embarrassing if uh, Fields, as as nice as it would have been to see Fields showing out, and he has been. It would be more embarrassing to see Andy Dalton just get his ass handed to him by a 21-year-old or however old he is. Uh, yeah. And it would have created just more instability. So it's good that we got a little bit of normality, a little bit of boringness in the preseason. Yeah, and you really kind of served up the perfect transition there. To, you know, Fields has been playing very well in camp so far. I mean, he's been making pretty good throws, um, you know, at least, you know, every day in camp, he's been making some good connections that's been, you know, when the fans are there, <laughs> has been making him go pretty crazy. Um, he's developed some connections, one notably with uh, John Vian Johnson, who honestly, I, I would be lying if I said I knew much about him before this, 
But, you know, these are the kind of connections that are made in training camp and determine roster spots. You know, he could end up, you know, sneaking one of those last um, couple, you know, spots on the depth chart for that position, for the receiver position. And, you know, some reports suggest the the Bears are maybe close to starting fields right off the gate. But it seems like you're not quite buying that. No, not a chance in hell, Uh, especially not with the injuries we've had. How long would you think Dalton's able to hold them off? Is it till till Dalton gets injured behind this offensive line, or you think there's a a week time limit? You think it's he loses like three straight games and maybe you know he gets yanked or how long of a leash are we giving Dalton? See, I hope to God, first of all, it's not due to injury. Uh, you know, don't want anybody on the Bears. Hopefully not. Any yeah, team I mean, getting injured. I always hate to see that. Uh, but see, I talked to Austin about this about a week ago. Uh, it's sort of a complicated question here because, say, Andy Dalton comes out and he loses the first three games. What are the reasons he lost? Did he lose because our offensive line is complete shit and he's been getting sacked every other minute? Okay. Yeah. Well, then is it Andy Dalton's <laughs> fault? And moreover, should we send this young kid out there to go get trampled too? Does that put us in a better position or does that just sort of ease our, our the pain in our heart, right? W- what's best for the team? What's best for, for Justin Fields' development? Uh, he's going to be out there at some point. And this is what I think the fans have to kind of understand is that this year is not our year. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Come on. this is not our year. Look, when's the last time a rookie quarterback took the field, especially in week three, and then took us to the promised land? It doesn't happen. Uh, uh, yeah, you really can doesn't. you can point at Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he's an MVP his first year. You know, well, first of all, it was his sophomore year. Also, yeah. he was the MVP, but he sure as hell didn't get to the Super Bowl. Uh, and and guess what? He's a Hall of Famer. He's already a Hall of Famer. If he retired tomorrow, he might be arguably like in the Hall of Fame in a couple of years. Um, it's it's never happened. It's never happened, and it never will because that's just not how this league works, right? This isn't the NBA where dudes can come out of high school like – and even Zion, okay? I know we're going to go into a different sport, but, okay, <laughs> it's not that way. Football is a collaborative right. sport. It requires a lot of moving parts. Everyone's got to work together. You can't send some kid out there and go, now go save the organization. We did that to Trubisky, and it didn't work. He's not the guy, but nobody is. No one ever will be. Your case in point is literally Justin Herbert. <laughs> I mean, came out, broke rookie records, and that team was nowhere close to making the playoffs. You know, I, it basically puts the perspective. It, it can't be a complete one-man job. And r- this year is certainly not the Bears' year. I, and I, I think the way I expect to see it play out, I could see Dalton playing seven, eight games. If it's going well. They're going to play him through the whole damn season. I know people don't want to hear that. But why not? But, why not? Right. You know, I mean, look, if he's if he's taken us to another 8-8 eight and eight season, well, guess what? It's exactly what we've been watching the last couple of years. If you've been watching the Bears <laughs> the last couple of years and you don't watch them go 8-8 eight and eight right now, then I don't know what to tell you because that's that's who the Bears are. And, and the Here's thing the is, catch. They can't go 8-8 eight and eight next year. Oh, you're right. They either have, they either have to be 9-8 and eight or 8-9. Right. and nine. There is no longer a team that will be – unless maybe we get a tie in the middle of the season. But I, I suppose go. there's no teams that can go 500 anymore. That's an interesting point. Wouldn't that be perfectly mediocre? Like the Bears still manage to go 8-8 eight and eight and they sneak a tie they in there. Sneak a tie in just that, <laughs> that would really be something. Um, and, and are we satisfied with that? Are we satisfied with a 9-8, 8-9 nine and eight, eight and nine season? Eight, eight and one season next year. We should be. We should be. We, we should be. The thing is, I know that that's not what anybody wants to hear. Everybody wants to say we're going to the Super Bowl, you know, and we're Justin Fields is Jesus reincarnate. It's just not <laughs> how it works. That's not how sports goes. It's a it's a slow burn, you know, and especially one that yeah. has fifty, you know, fifty three dudes on it. Like it's it takes a lot of collaboration and drafting one young 20 year old isn't going to change things you know it's not going to it's not going to overnight change the entire organization in fact i hate to say this but it could take till justin field's second contract where we really start to see that like championship window open which hurts a lot because that doesn't line up with khalil max contract and i think a lot of bears fans right now look at khalil max super bowl window and say that's our super bowl window but it's not it's not khalil max is not the face of this organization anymore it's justin field's 
They're in a bit of an uh, interesting pickle when it comes to that, um, for sure. I mean, there is the chance. I don't think Justin Fields needs all that much time to develop. I, I think that he's someone that is he picks up the game quickly, and he doesn't need to have a whole gap year. But if you really want the Bears to win well, people like Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack are still on this defense – then you're putting a lot of pressure on this man to win in like year two and year three. Right. And it just usually doesn't shake out that way. Sometimes it gets it done. Like like you said, with rookie quarterbacks, that rarely, if not, you know, history might prove me wrong, ever happens. It, it happens sometimes in year two and three. But, I mean, come on. Like, it's a lot of expect- expectations to levy on someone. For a team that has had a quarterbacks that have been far below average for the existence of the franchise. So, you know, I think that we do need to cool our jets a little bit. And I still have so much confidence that Justin Fields is going to really pan out. But, yeah, slow the roll. I agree with you a little bit there. I I do think that if, you know, if we really are at a point where we're at, like, six and six, I don't see the problem with throwing – you know, fields out there for the last little bit and there's no harm. And maybe you lose a couple more games and get a better draft position. You know, I don't think we need to keep Dalton in there to ride out the eight and eight season, especially if the line is secure. If the offensive line is still very spotty at that point in the season, then I, I would have my reservations, Th- you know, that to but me I think is, that, Oh, sorry. But that, that to me no, is no, just it. That's just it. I mean, you nailed it. The, the offensive line is going to dictate when Justin Fields come out, not our record. Uh, I don't care if we're winning or we're losing. Unless Andy Dalton is eight and zero, then Justin Fields, you sit your ass down for the rest of the season. <laughs> but but really, I mean, we're looking at a season that it's in all likelihood we're going to be going five hundred. We're going to see Dalton go three and three, or you know four and three. I don't know something. And, and there's going to be a lot of people kind of squirming in their chairs, going, "Well, get get, get Fields out yeah. there." Only if the O line is healthy. I mean, it, it. why rush it? Why rush it? This this isn't – if we can accept our fate and understand that this isn't our Super Bowl window, rookies have never, ever, ever won the Super Bowl, uh, rookie quarterbacks, that is, then just sit down, slow your roll. Uh, uh, the, the problem with Bears fans, I think, in particular, is that uh, Patrick Mahomes exists. And uh, and that hurts a lot. What watch what line you're toting right now? Uh, I just mean <laughs> we it. are talking to a podcast full of Bears fans. No, <laughs> no it's I'm true. Kidding. Look, I I love I'm this go team more than anything. But Patrick Mahomes hurts all of us very very deeply. Uh, watching him win the Super yes. Bowl made me furious. I don't know why I got mad at some kid's success, but you know it's we it's the would have been could have been should have been, but. It never will be right, and so there's this there's this thought in our head like ah next time we'll get it next time. And now that we got Justin Fields, he fell down the draft board to us. Zach Wilson sucks in training camps. We're going aha, we showed you right. Trevor Lawrence was never an option, but but we're looking like hey maybe we finally got our guy. People just want it expedited, right? It's the immediate gratification. We want to see it now. Patrick Mahomes is going to win another Super Bowl. God damn it, let's you know. And the truth yeah. is. You gotta wait. You gotta be patient. Uh, we'll have our time. I think Fields will win at least a Super Bowl. I think he'll finally bring us a championship. I really do. But it's gonna take a, a bit of time. And it's, first of all, we gotta get our own line back. Uh, we gotta right. re-sign Allen Robinson. He's gotta feel like Chicago's his home. Uh, we need we need some pieces. You know, we we also need. Truthfully, we need a, another quarter or a tight end behind uh, Cole Komet. We're going to need, yeah. you know, the Matt Nagy's offense is super long term. Yeah, yeah long term. He's super tight end uh, heavy. And, and I think Cole Komet was a great pick. Thank God, because Adam Shaheen sucks. But, uh, you know, I know Aust- wow. Austin has- almost feels like a blast from a past that name, even though that was so recent. It's like a surprise, a repressed, ah, repressed memory. Isn't man. he on the <laughs> Dolphins? I mean, he just we just saw him recently, didn't we? Oh, God, maybe he is. Uh, I, I literally as soon as that man was gone, I lost track of him because. Yeah, that was probably one of the more disappointing second-round picks. That what I a think failed ever. experiment that was, man. Well, we made it to the final topic. It's almost unbelievable. <laughs> but now that we're here in preseason, we still have yet to watch a game. So we're jumping the gun twice here. 
that's for whatever reason, when we're going through making this podcast, we find it okay to do a season outlook two times in the off season, which makes no sense. And then by the time we get out of training camp and preseason, we're going to have to do it all again because the cuts will be in and everything. But if you had to throw a number out there, win-loss, we shade it on a little bit. Where is this team going to be win-loss-wise? Couple expectations. Go for it. I think we said it earlier. I think this team is going to be the one team in the league that finds a way to go 500. We're going to tie a game just so we can go 500 again, just to piss everybody off. And Austin's already warned us that if we go eight and eight, he's going to kill himself. So uh, in particular by jumping off a bridge. So hopefully we don't, hopefully we can go nine and eight and Austin won't die. Cause he's a dear friend of mine. But uh, I think that's where we're headed. I think that we're headed for another <laughs> mediocre season where we just missed the playoffs or maybe we catch that last little sympathy spot, but we're going to get knocked off right away in the wild card. And we should, it's, that's just who we are. We're just not a team built to win. <laughs> the Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> Basically. I mean, I, I would love to say that my expectations are, are wildly different than yours, but they're not. I, if anything, I could see them maybe dropping a couple more games. Yeah. I mean, I, I need to see this offensive line straightened out before I can even say this team can win a game. Yep. Because no matter how good this defense is, the way this all stacks up right now with this starting five linemen nah. and then the fact that as they slowly start to get starters back they have to build this chemistry so even if they get all these starters back week three of preseason we're heading into the to the regular season already behind yeah already behind yep already playing catch up so it's gonna be tough tough going i mean honestly that's the unfortunate part about injuries and training camp is that with things like the offensive line you know with your receivers it matters a little bit with your running backs not really but the offensive line it is really that one position on, well, you know, three technical different positions along the offensive line. But it's the one collective group that they really need to build and work at chemistry together because it's just different than any other relationship on the football field. And the Bears are, like, very far behind. It requires more right cohesiveness. So if anything, and then, I anyway. could see a 6-11. and 11. It could be possible if the Bears literally just come out and like go like loss, loss, loss at the beginning of the season. But if not, they'll graduate and move it up into like the middle of the pack. And like you said, if they somehow manage to sneak into that wild card position, which they've opened up the playoffs a little bit, so it's a little bit more manageable and easier than usual, by no means are they going to be anything. You know, it, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a bounce out. Um, and at that point, I'd be curious to see who's starting that playoff game. That would probably be what I'm looking forward to, um, you know, from not knowing who would be starting those games prior. Just be interesting to see. Um, but, yeah, I think overall I'm excited for where this offense can go. But at the same time, we're we're now at, we're at the weird point with this Bears team where I feel like this team has more offensive weapons than ever. But it's like, if we don't get this offensive line straightened out, we're not going to be able to use any of them. So it's all going to be for naught, which is going to be just terrible. And I think the defense, like you kind of mentioned with Cleo Mack earlier, I mean, if we get him back 100% ready to go and, you know, the defensive backs don't take that much of a step back from losing Kyle Fuller. That's a big, I mean, that's a big thing. Not, like that's with this prediction, that's, that's something I just want to point out to people is like, am I the only one that realizes we're rebuilding? We're in a rebuild. Oh, this is a rebuilding team for this sure. This is a rebuild. I, 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 we're not in yeah. a championship window. We 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 got rid of that when we got rid of Trubisky and Kyle Fuller. We we were trying to save cap space so that we could like take on younger talent, draft people, sign them, and we should be happy to go five hundred. I mean, we're we should be a losing team. If anything, in a right. weird way, we kind of are supposed to bomb so that we increase our draft capital so that next year's draft we can get some more talent. Uh, you know, maybe maybe shore up that that uh that cornerback room, but. I, I, I'm I'm amazed to talk. I got some buddies I've been talking to on uh, Snapchat that I that are other Bears fans. Everybody seems to think we're still in the championship window, man. We are a <laughs> rebuilding team yeah. around a rookie yeah, no, quarterback. No, no. That's it. Yeah, and, and, and for those kind of people, I, I love that you're dreaming. And I love that you're optimistic. Of course, but also look at how this team has just let you down over the past forty years, thirty-eight years. <laughs> Come on, just about, just about, almost crazy that that Super Bowl. Is we're in 2021 now. It'll be 40 years in 2025. Come on, man. Like, 
that that is really something. Um, but yeah, I think that this Bears team it is in a rebuild, so our expectations of them have to be tempered. And making the playoffs would be a, a huge reach for this team with their current statuses. And I know people don't want to admit that that they're in the rebuilding stage because we do have players like Khalil Mack and. I know people expect like this instant success that if fields take the field, fields take the field. Wow, that's almost hard to say. It is. If he takes the field, it's going to be just boom. He gets it. He's got it right then and there. And I don't expect a big learning curve for him, but you know, I don't think his first game is going to come out there and be like, "Oh, it's this huge shock to the offense." Here goes four hundred yards, five touchdowns. Right. Like that's that's not what the first game is going to be. You know, he throws for two fifty and two touchdowns and a pick. That's going to be a pretty good start for him. So, you know. I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Any final thoughts on that? Uh, I hope everybody keeps a level head about this season, man, because it's uh, <laughs> uh, just show love, man. Show love. You know, Th- these are our Bears. Win or lose, they're the Bears. I've been watching. I've been watching the Bears since since before Jay Cutler, man. You know, like I've seen yeah. I've seen it all. I've seen terrible quarterbacks. We got a good quarterback uh, that we're developing right now, and the future is bright. And I haven't been able to say that in a long time. Trubisky was probably the last time, and only during his rookie year did I really say that. Uh, it's it, we actually have a future now, and I think I know it's hard to preach patience to a team that's or to a fan base that's been watching a team for almost four decades, just meandering. But patience will get us there. We're, we're Fields will take us to the promised land. I'll put my name on it, but it's not happening this year. It might not happen next year, man. <laughs> And another way to look at it is like it's almost gonna be forty years. Like, what's the big rush? Right. <laughs> you know, we've been sitting here. Where are you going, man? Time. Where are you going? <laughs> what have you been watching but the last thirty-five years? Come on. You weren't watching Bears football unless you're watching Brian Greasy and Kyle Orton sling around the football. Yo. I mean that. <laughs> those. That's real Bears football, Rex right Grossman, there. dude. Oh Let's man. Go. All those great names. All the Super goats. Bowl. To, oh man. Played in the Super Bowl. What a legend. But. As always, uh, to all our listeners, we appreciate the unbelievable support. I know that we're in an interesting time, but I tell you what, it was real nice to have Zach hop on here on the podcast. And, you know, make sure if you guys drop one of those reviews on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and uh, we'll start posting a little bit more again on YouTube as well. We're going to get that all sorted out just in an interesting period right now, but we're, we're getting through it and we're. We're going all out, you know, and it's the perfect time to do that. Season's starting to ramp up, and all of us are really excited to kind of continue following this team. Uh, any final thoughts, Zach, or forever hold your peace until the next podcast? It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on here. I wish I could talk about the Bears all day, and I plan on it. <laughs> right. It's unbelievable um, doing this podcast. It's, it's just fun. It's almost just it comes straight from the heart. You know, these are feelings <laughs> as a Bears fan. Um, But as always, guys, thank you very much for listening and uh, bear down. Bear down.